Who's ready for episode 28 of What a Beautiful Podcast, starring your host, me, Jack. And I'm Andy, and I think literally no one is ready for today's very special episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, because Uh, today we are going to talk about, which, you know, it's pretty sad. I'm I'm upset, but I'm upset, but I'm happy because it was great. We're going to talk about the finale of Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, it's like saying goodbye to a, a friend we've known for 39 weeks and then just, like, flits off into the distance. It it, it really is. It's just like, you know, it, it just feels like it's been such a big part of everything. Like, because multiple anime seasons have come and gone, and JoJo's just always been there, you know? Yeah, and now it's not. And now we're in the universe where there's no JoJo on TV right now. And that that's- is... That's the worst (laughs) (laughs) makes for a very sad andrew oh god andy's sad but you know on the bright side diamond is unbreakable the animation is one of the best anime adaptations of a manga i have ever seen it was it was a masterpiece if i david production has learned how to do this so well they've polished their craft to such a high degree it's amazing but yeah in case you didn't listen last week this week we're going to devote today's entire episode to running through the finale of diamond is unbreakable and then just giving our unfiltered thoughts on the series as a whole so let's dive right into episode 39 and we'll take it from the top okay do it jack so where we last left Team Joge, they everyone, every everything is not coming up Kira anymore. If, if that was ever in question, uh, he's freaking out. Everyone knows who he is. He's wounded several times over, just leaking blood out of all of his holes, and it, it's not good for our uh, resident serial killer. No, um, it's really bad. Yeah, he's cornered. Everyone else is just saying, you're cornered. We got you. And Jotaro's here, which means time stop is now a thing that can happen. But it's not it's not the end-all, be-all. There's still stuff to happen. Because just as Kira falls down, bleeding from his wounds, uh, all of these uh, emergency personnel are here because uh, Kira, like, blew up a house... <laughs> <laughs> with stray cat like he didn't really think that one through too much it's just uh, my favorite part about this part i remember thinking this when i read the manga originally i was just mm-hmm. like this is just see like i always thought it was kind of ridiculous how in part three when they were fighting dio they were just like do it in the middle of the streets of cairo and there was just like yeah. nothing anybody could do about it but i yeah, feel like what that, are you gonna do that's hit even harder <laughs> In this last fight in part four, where they are literally just uh, having a psychic battle with a serial killer in the middle of the streets. And, like, you know what? I guess, like, maybe Japan has their shit together a little better than Egypt. I don't know. But they ha- they sent those uh, ambulances and fire trucks. It's like, I guess that only makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It-, <laughs> it took them a while to show up, but maybe that was for the best. So now we got this uh, this doctor lady coming out of the ambulance um and she sees kira just on the ground bleeding like just big old pile of blood and mess and obviously she's like oh man all right sir are you're gonna you're gonna be all right you're you're gonna be fine 
and everyone realizes that as soon as Kira is able to touch this lady by grabbing her hand, she has now turned into a bomb. And now, Kira has a hostage. One last hostage. <laughs> just Killer Queen popping out, just like, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And this exchange between the lady <laughs> and Kira, well, first off, like, everyone's trying to be like, Wait, can 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 we kill him right now, Jotaro? Can you get, can you get him? Well, but, yeah, I mean, I guess like was it Rohan? I can't remember, but like whoever said it was kind of being the mouthpiece of the viewers. Like Jotaro, just just time stop. You got this. Yeah, but he's it, like it was... he's like he's too far away. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was Rohan doing that. It's like why don't you just use time stop? Oh, I need to get at least. Five meters closer, Rohan. All right, I've got, I've got my meter Rohan. Stick. Rohan, stop being a nitpicker. It's not that serious. Yeah, and we got a really cool visual that I like showing Star Platinum's kind of like effective range, which was neat. Yeah, like five meters and then ten meters and fifteen meters is nifty. But yeah, the the scene between this girl and Kira, because. Um, First, Kira puts, bites the dust on the lady, and Hayato is the only one who realizes what a, how big a fuck-up this is, because it only works on non-stan users, we've come to find out, I guess? Yeah, and that was always just like, uh, you know, it's just another classic Iraqi, like, oh man, I made this stand OP, I, I gotta do something about it. <laughs> Overdid it a little bit, buddy. Um, but he, Kira told her his name. And now, once she knows his identity and Bites the Dust is put on her, anyone else who comes to know Kira's name gets blown up. And that's going to be everyone here. And that's a problem. But before that happens, Kira gets real weird and real gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> He starts inspecting the hand of this doctor lady. It's like, the knuckles and skin on your hand are so soft. <laughs> oh, you have such cute white fingers. Oh, will you rub my cheek? I always feel better when someone rubs my cheek. And then he just rubs. Oh, my oh, God. God is so, rubs this, his is, face. this is Kira at his lowest. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, this is, this is Kira's uh, true. This is the true Kira, I feel, when all of the... Uh, <laughs> The facade of him being this, like, slick, smart guy is kind of stripped away to just show that he's just a fucking creep underneath oh, he's the worst. everything. He is just a creep. And he's just rubbing his face all up this lady's hand and arm, and she has, she has no idea what to do. And he gives us a nice little anecdote that... <laughs> uh, have you have you heard of the Mona Lisa? Leonardo I, I, Mona Lisa? I never heard of the Mona Lisa. I wish I never heard of the Mona Lisa. And we, <laughs> it was cool. David's production like showed little Kira like reading reading the book with uh, the Mona Lisa in. It. It's like how how do I put this? When I when I saw her, I got an erection. <laughs> and boy oh boy. Uh, I mean, in in the translation of the manga that I read, it was uh. It oh, it's always I, a boner. I had I got a boner, and like. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's classic Duang, I think. Because yeah. when they redid the translation, they kept a few Duang gems in. It's like, 
how do I put this? I got a boner. <laughs> and the, and I'm so glad David's production gave us like like little kid Kira just sitting in his room staring at this pit, like blown up picture of the Mona Lisa's hands because it makes it so much weirder. Oh god. Oh. Well, yeah, because this was just like one panel in the manga, but like they, they made like a a couple little extra bits for it in the. In oh the yeah, anime. bless them. Yeah. And he he says like I wanted to cut her hands off. I want to cut your hands off too, and tries to start licking her hand. Another and fine she... example of uh David Pro knowing exactly where to add oh. in stuff. Oh my! They know. God. They know where the good stuff is. <laughs> they are pros at this at this point, and th- this lady, of course, recoils in disgust. Um, and he he's put bites the dust on her, and everybody sees that he does. And Hayato is just screaming, just like, "What? We gotta do something. We've come too close." And finally, Jotaro makes his move in. Josuke tries to move. But we get the real gross image of the uh, the banister pieces stuck in his side, just like gushing out blood. It was like, mm-hmm. just case in a bad way. But Kira sees Jotaro coming, and it's just pushing me to the limit will make bites the dust appear. And Killer Queen with his fucked up face, like, because he's already taken a few hits of Crazy Diamond, and. Oh man, Kira goes to push the switch, and he does. Like yep. bites the dust, activates, and we get the really cool vi- like that was, that was so sick. Yeah, he's yeah, just like flying this... back. Mm-hmm. Like two thousand one Space Odyssey kind of effect here. Have you have you ever seen that? I have. Or you can think yeah. two thousand one Space Odyssey, or you could think Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> I've actually never seen Star Good. Trek one. It's not. It's so, it's like, so boring. It's like one of those boring movies. Like, imagine 2001 Space Odyssey without all the interesting stuff, and it was just oh, that's like... a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> because 2001 Space Odyssey is like a master, it's like one of those movies that, like, I've seen it, and I was just like, this could have so easily been the worst thing, but it ends up being... Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's a masterpiece walking on the line of a disaster. It's very weird. <laughs> That's most of Kubrick's stuff, I think. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Kira flies back through the monolith. It's nothing. It's nothing but stars. And it, David Production just like threw one of their animators like make something weird. And we come back, and Kira's just whole again. And he's standing in an alley on the way to work, and he realizes that he's won. <laughs> And the series of faces and poses that he makes here are iconic. Because there's a couple, like, the the big one where he's just, like, laughing maniacally at the sky, just screaming how he's won. Like, that's one of my favorite of his uh, taunt poses in um, All-Star Battle. Yeah. You know the one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. And while he's doing this, some birds that we saw at the beginning of this little scene fly right through his chest and and this is one of if not my favorite plot twist in all of jojo's bizarre adventure like oh this well i guess it's not really a plot twist i don't know what to call it but it's just a regular old twist and it's the best thing ever yeah da- david um kind of like cut and pasted some of the ordering here to make it even better because 
like you really think that he won here because you you can't just turn the page um but he's like oh that was weird i don't know what to think about that and he goes to like check the time to see like what what friday this is now and his watch isn't there which is weird and then oh yeah i put the watch in my pocket oh wait my watch is broken how how and this is also and, where he notices that, like, wait a minute, this isn't the street I walk to work on. Yeah, where where am I? And then Raimi shows up with Arnold, the dog. My favorite dog. Great dog. He's a great dog. And Raimi just lays it all out for you. He's like, have you realized it yet? Have, do, you, do you get it? You fucking died. <laughs> Kira... Rest in fucking pieces. He's dead. Oh my god. And she's just uh, going through like his first kill was her or like one of the first kills 15 years ago and shows the mark on her back and he remembers that like oh yeah that happened and she puts her hand through him. It's like you're already dead fuck face and he starts losing his goddamn ghost mind. Because, oh, oh, David Production did such a good job with this entire scene. Like, Raimi's hand going through him, just his body language here. It's perfect. And then we cut back to, just as he's about to push the switch, Jotaro is still too far away. And Killer Queen's thumb comes down. And then the entire hand just slams into the ground. Because <laughs> guess who it is? It's our pal S-H-I-T. <laughs> T. Oh, man. Koichi, in the nick of time, uh, uses Act 3 Freeze on Killer Queen's hand. Uh, that, that old tried and true trick. And Kira can't, can't press the switch. And the, co- the color change here was really cool. Black suit Kira is a strong look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love... Um, when Kira's freaking out here and he's just screaming, you rotten pieces of shit. Like the combination Killer Queen face and Kira face. Like, oh, oh man. The stylistic changes they made are so good. And then finally, time stop. And Jotaro like relaxes a little bit, walks right up to Ki- walks right up to Kira and just beats the living shit out of him. And it, it's... It's, I, I have not stopped talking about this moment since i originally read diamond is unbreakable anytime someone asks me it's like what's one of your favorite parts in part four and i'm just like this well spoiler alert but jotaro beats the shit out of kira and it's the best thing because the whole time the entirety of, of part four you just want once kira gets the juice you just want jotaro to like pull off his time stop and just like really hurt him and it's so good oh it's amazing and because he's in the time stop, none of the effects of the punches are seen, like in part three. And so he punches apart Kira's hand, punches his body real good. Killer Queen has, like, all the impacts. And then time resumes, and Kira just, like, splurches. <laughs> like, it's like he just wrung all the blood out of him. He's flung backwards. Yeah. God, bless Jotaro. Uh-huh. Bless, bless Jorts, his the marine biologist. Oh. And it's just and... like, that, that scene is just like, I guess like, you know, 
is like, oh man, why couldn't Jotaro just do this all along? And he kind of makes up for it because he just he just absolutely ruins him. Yeah, he's still not dead, but he he's like not doing well. And then <laughs> suddenly, because Kira was thrown backwards like in the time stop, so it was instant. An ambulance was backing up, and it backs up right over the patch of ground where Kira is now laying, and <laughs> backs right up over his head, twists his neck, kills him. Rest in and pieces. The, oh, the, I, the ambulance was the true hero of the story all along. Oh my god, I, I'm so happy that Kira <laughs> died like this. Like, every time I read part four, because... <laughs> Like, the sound going through my head is just... Hang on, I'm going to try something. This, this is the sound. Oh. <laughs> Tell me you had that lined up just to do that. Of course Oh I my did. god, Jack, that's great. Yeah. I, re- I really hope that showed up, because I just unplugged I, my headphones real quick. I, I heard it clearly, so hopefully it okay, came through in the recording. Because <laughs> this giant, this powerful, like, almost unbeatable villain just taken to school by an ambulance <laughs> it's so poetic it oh my god and i played it back a couple times like you can actually see his head twisting back around yeah it was actually like, pretty gross oh yeah it was really gruesome but it and he's dead and all the ambulance people are like oh he he's dead he died instantly. There's nothing left here. The skin on his face was ripped off, which is convenient because people heard him say that his name was Kiryoshikage, but he would he would look like Kazaku Kawajiri, but they can't tell that because his face was ripped off. And just like a neat little plot convenience. Like, all right. That's good. And tying up all those loose ends. Yeah, Hayato's real sad. He's real sad. Well, like, yeah. And we're back in Ghost Town. And as Kira realizes that he's actually dead, the skin on his face, like, starts coming up in the shape of, like, where the tire ripped the skin off, which it was a cool effect. Um, Rain- oh, this is where Raimi reveals that, that she was, like, one of his first kills before he got Killer Queen. That's right. Got that out of order. But, um... Kira realizes that this particular part of Ghost Town is the place where you cannot turn around. Because his dad, Crowman, uh, was, I guess, real big on town folklore. And he realizes that Raimi is trying to trick him into turning around because she showed her back at this uh, specific location. So he's like, alright, what about you turning around? Why don't you have get dragged back to hell or whatever it is? And Raimi looks real nervous, and is like, you don't, you think I've just been standing around here for 15 years, not thinking about what I was going to do? And Arnold comes out of fucking nowhere. Hell yeah. It bites Kira's arm as bites holding the dust Raimi. right off of him. <laughs> oh, man. And real cool transition, as Kira's head passes, like, behind Raimi's, he turns back into, like, David Bowie Kira. Very cool. Oh, I love cool that. Effect. Yeah, so, bites off his ghost arm, um, and as he's doing, as he falls to the ground, the hands just come out and start ripping him apart, like, piece by piece, like they did with Cheap Trick. And Kira is finally just 
like beyond help and he calls out killer queen to try to blow these hands up and killer queen is just like what do you fuck you want me to do with these ghosts what <laughs> oh man and uh, it's so good and as he's dragged to hell Kira's like where where are they taking me and Raimi's just stone cold who knows find oh. out in dead man's questions we will talk about Dead Man's Questions at some point. <laughs> Not this episode. Probably probably next one we need to fill for time. Yeah. But that's it. Like, Kira has been dragged to hell. His soul cannot rest. And Raimi can finally ascend. It Well, Raimi and Arnold, MVP doggo. And that's basically Diamond is Unbreakable. We uh, David Ruction did a real nice job, like, kind of with the epilogue. Like, we get, I'm not going to really go into it, it's not necessary, but, like, we get some scenes with Raimi and Rohan, just Rohan trying to play it off all cool. It's like, oh, yeah, you can you can leave if you want to. You already died. It's fine. I don't actually <laughs> care. It's like, fucking shitbag. Like, come on. And all of the Stan users that showed up in one arc are just coming around. It's like, hey, yeah, we helped too. Woo! <laughs> As Raimi passes on into the sky very peacefully, like we've seen happen before, like, well, with Fatty, but more peaceful than that, unfortunately. Um, and she's gone. And that's that's the resolution of, like, the major arcs. Right. And David uh, Production did some anime-only stuff. Well... Yeah, we get some, like, nice little resolutions for the characters, and... There's some some of it was uh, out of the end of the manga, like the last couple of pages of the manga, but then they they went a little further after that. Yeah, like well, we obviously we get the scene with Hayato and Shinobu, um, and Hayato is crying and like, no, we gotta wait for Dad, and he knows Dad's not coming, but Shinobu doesn't, and it's really sad, and we see like the bottom third of fatty's parents like as the narrator is just like and fatty's parents will never see their son again it was like oh oh oof. oh boy um yeah that's kind of rough <laughs> yeah the scene with uh as joseph is leaving and josuke like steals his wallet because it's got a picture of his mom in it and uh, i i Aaron... love i love that they did this so much because it's like for a couple of reasons it's like one it's like after all of that josuke's still a fucko <laughs> and took <laughs> took his dad's wallet and oh, it's then so good the second layer is just like jo joey just got done giving this whole speech about how josuke and his friends have hearts of gold and they're true oh. heroes <laughs> and yeah that always sure. gets me and then the third layer to it, which is like, mm -hmm. which is like sad funny, is that this is the last we ever see of Joey Joestar, and yeah, and man. it sure is the last we ever see of our dear friend, and it's sad, but it's also hysterical because the last thing we ever see Joey go through <laughs> is to be out tricked by his son. Oh, it's, the trickster it's has perfect. been out tricked finally it's perfect <laughs> there's just oh. it's such a great and when jotaro is like what were you saying about josuke being a hero <laughs> <laughs> jotaro just rubbing it in and they're off on the boat we'll see jotaro again in briefly in part five and a lot in part six but everyone else we just don't see and that's Koichi. sad 
Oh well, Ko- Koichi's like same same thing. Well, well he, he's extra. he he's in like the first little little while of part five. Yeah, and but um, we get a cute scene with him and Yukiko in front of um, fuck, I forget the first like mid bosses name Angelo in front of the Angelo. Yeah, and rock like and was... uh, nobody knows uh, nobody knows what the Angelo stone is except for uh, except for jo- uh, Josuke. <laughs> yeah, and Oki- nobody knows why that's there. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah. And my favorite scene was Okuyasu, his gross dad, and Stray Cat enjoying a meal um, at, <laughs> at Tanya's. Tanya's. Rest- yeah. <laughs> yeah, this and is Stray- all the stuff that wasn't in the manga. They added all yeah. this in, yeah. Yeah. And we see um, oh, Yamaguchi. Oh, fuck. I forget Whatever the, those two idiots' names are. You, you know the two idiots. I can never remember. Hazamata and... And the and uh, damn the lock and the guy with the wood man. Yeah, Hasmata is the guy with the wood man, and then the guy with the lock. Those two fuckers, they're like talking about something nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> we we see the guy on Superfly and, and with Mikataka just like looking at Mariah. It's well, neat. Superfly it's neat. guy's being a pessimist. He's like, this town is nothing ever happens in this town, and, <laughs> and Mikataka's just like, nah, this town rules. Yeah, this town is great. <laughs> But, uh, and the, la- no, go ahead. Oh, the, the very last scene, uh, Koichi, Josuke, and Okuyasu just squatting outside the Lawson or the Austin. Oh yeah. Um, the dialogue that happens here. I-, I don't know if this was in the Japanese or in the subtitles. It was improv. Improv. Yeah. It was improv. Yeah. Okuyasu's line was improv. Cause I was going to say, <laughs> like, I heard a lot of talk and then once I, I kind of walked back and looked at it, I was like, is that Duang? Did they put Duang in the anime? <laughs> no, it kind of just sounds like Duang. It's weird. <laughs> but Okuyas is like, yeah, I heard Rohan was shoplifting. He's like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I'll never tell. I heard Rohan was shoplifting. It was so weird. And it just kind of happened. And it also like, got pointed out that this was like uh, shot for shot, uh, an animated version of this like commercial they made for the Jojoniums. Look it up. It's weird. It just it's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ba- back when uh, parts one and two were airing, they had those little interstitial parts, and that that that's where they were just talking about like Ultra Jump or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And I, oh, man, those animated segments were so cool because we saw the part four gang, we saw the part five gang, we saw part six gang. Uh huh. It was super cool. Oh man, twenty twelve Joj was the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, then, uh, is there, yeah. was there one more thing? Uh, Josuke stands up and he does his Oh, he does the pose. pose. Yeah. He does the pose. The really, <laughs> just the hips out, like bag this over his shoulder. Totally, like, uh, biologically in- <laughs> impossible pose. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, he dislocated his spine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> he but... dislo- the man dislocated his spine just to pose for us. God, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's diamond is unbreakable that is season three no of jojo's yeah not season three uh, part uh starters creators was two seasons jack Let, listen if you go to the wikipedia season one is parts one and two because they aired one after each other and season two is all of starters crusaders and then season three is counted as uh, Diamond is unbreakable. I didn't make the rules. I'm Damn, just reading the Wikipedia. Stupid, because it's Stardust Crusaders Battle in Egypt. That's its own season. This is season four. Yeah, yeah I read, Egypt I... ten and whatever the other one is. 
I reject that Wikipedia post. <laughs> this is season four of the anime. <laughs> Whatever you say, Andrew. Whatever you say. We And total number of episodes, 113. Damn. That's wild. We, we, fucking, we fucking out here, man. Yeah. And at the very end of this list, like, I keep forgetting about the, the Spoke Rohan Kashibi like OVA and that's going to come out at some point. Oh right, and I forgot about that. Yeah. The live action movie which could go <laughs> either way. <laughs> well, it's going to be like th- a trilogy of live action movies apparently. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's going to be oh more than my one. Oh god. I guess we got to see if the first one uh, does well at the box office, which I <laughs> somehow doubt somehow I, doubt it's going to be good. I don't know. Like, it's a 30-year franchise over there, and it's real popular, so maybe it'll do good. Well, the only reason I say that is because of Japan's, uh, like, I guess tradition of overhyping and over-obsessing things that are current. They only care about things that are current, which is why they're making a Part 4 movie. That's why (laughs) Part 4 is going to be the first ever live-action JoJo movie, which is a weird move, but makes a lot of sense if you know how Japan is with, like, new is always better to them. Whatever is They always live in the now. (laughs) Yeah. New is always better, and that's why they're doing it, and it's like... It's like uh this is this might just be a huge cash in. Uh. I mean it's always a huge cash in. That the, that's not going to stop it like from being good or from being bad like but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. So, so like we were saying uh check out Dead Man's Questions uh what what, what was that collection called? Um, under execution, under jailbreak. Yeah, that's so. That's um, a collection of uh, side story mangas that Araki wrote. That Dead Man's Questions is one of those side stories. That's about Kira, and you should check that out. We'll cover that mm-hmm. soon. And yeah. Uh, yeah, look forward to that OVA. So we're not totally done with our uh, our Mario friends just yet, but no. we're gonna just uh, let's just talk about the show, man. It's a it's been a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking back through the air dates, and did, when did did we start this, like, middle of June? Did we come in, like, Red Hot Chili Pepper Part 2? Yeah, no, we, I think we, it was Part 1. The show had been happening for a little while before we started doing yeah. the show. Yeah, we came in, I think, like, episode 11, something like that. That's crazy, but, man. Yeah. And I guess this is, what is this, episode 28 of the, of the podcast? So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Wow. But, alright. So, part four as a whole is very good. Oh, yeah. Easily but... the best uh, the best of the JoJo animations thus far. Oh, yeah. They keep like... one-upping each other. Like, part two is better than one. Part three, mm, actually, never well, mind. Well, part three as a production was better than part two. Yes, but content-wise, it was lower well, than Well, see, two. really, like we've said before, the big problem with parts one and two is they were basically just made as one production, and they didn't... Yeah. And, like, part three the had, like, a... suffered. Part three had, like, a whole new production value and team and everything going into it, so it has this yeah. just... It has a pure money advantage over part two. Oh, for sure, for sure. And they kind of, like, got ahead of themselves with the amount of content they animated. But well, they, they just really, they with Part 3, they set out to just do the perfect adaptation, considering mm-hmm. Stardust Crusader's wonky history of, of like, uh, half-torqued half, half torqued, uh, 
adaptations. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way I can put it. No, no, it, it's excellent. <laughs> but yeah, true. But Diamond is Unbreakable as a whole, very good. There are some spots in there that I can definitely understand if people are kind of like turned off. Like, uh, the beginning is kind of slow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I was able to like uh, propel myself through those first couple episodes on like hype alone kind of got me through sure. it. But like, if I was someone that didn't really know any better, those first bunch of episodes might have been like a huge drag. Yeah, because they don't, because we're just introduced to the characters, which is important. Um, but the overarching plot is not introduced until, oh gosh, um, uh, episode 17. Yeah, and you know what, uh, and like, I remember a lot of people were like getting caught up, it's just like, oh, <laughs> is Angelo the bad guy, is Red Hot Chili Pepper the bad guy, and like, oh, this is man. more a fault a more of the fault of the manga more than anything that like people like Angelo and Akira early on get like way more a uh, weight to them than they really should have. Cause it, it kind of just holds back the, the overall plot of the manga. Yeah. They, they were necessary as like the build up to Kira. Um, cause if you just went like right into Kira, his effect. Oh no, you shouldn't have gone right into Kira, but they, I yeah. just, I just think they might've like gone on uh, Akira, especially Red Hot Chili. Everybody gone a little too long and a little more, uh, like, it just felt more significant than it actually is if you're watching it. Because once you get through Red Hot Chili Pepper, the like, it just doesn't fucking matter anymore. So, like... Oh, yeah, you've gotten to the end. Um, and it helps that there's some super good episodes, like, within the chunk of time that you're just like, Oh, what's going on now? Well, this town's weird. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, Akira is, like, one of my favorite random stand users in, 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 all, in all of JoJo, like, random stand of the week people. I love that guy. I love Red Hot Chili Pepper. He's a great stand. He's very stand. funny. And, uh, and the way it builds off of the uh, the earlier plot where we were introduced to Okiyasu and his older mm-hmm. brother and the whole Nijimura family issues and everything, like, that, that's mm-hmm. like, that plot kind of, like, flows out of each other and, like, it works super good. Yeah. Um, just a couple one-offs that I liked. I like Surface. It's a very funny episode. Just, <laughs> just the things, like, it's the first time Koichi almost dies, which uh-huh. is like, chalk it up. Um, the interaction between Surface and Hazamata to me, is very funny, because this is a stand that's actively, like, antagonistic to its user, but in a very funny way. Yeah. And... <laughs> And the fact that it's just Josuke doing all that stuff, and it's like, it's it's great. Um, uh, I, even, like, the anime made me like Yukiko, like, better, but I Yeah, because still... I just remember being, like, actively... Bored? A- actively bored and just ignoring uh, every, like, Cinderella and everything. Like, I just, like, didn't really care. But the anime actually, like, I, th- I think it was like, just, like, a combination of... The voice acting and the pacing and the music and everything just made it a little more Oh, enjoyable. yeah, and the art direction for those episodes, like, because um, the pace slowed down, but they ratcheted it up, like, the creepiness, the unease of, like, <laughs> Yukiko stalking Koichi and, like, all the stuff she was doing to him. Um, so that made it, like, more interesting. Like, it's still... It's still like I wanted to get through these episodes, but, like, not as much. Like, yeah, I didn't y- Yukiko them. is still... Yukiko, you... you... <sighs> Yukiko. Yukiko. She's not Yukiko from Persona 4. It is Yukiko 
is <laughs> still to me an underwhelming character. Fair. But Fair. but I liked her a lot more in the show. Yeah. Uh again, uh Joseph's Bizarre Adventure not not the bastion of uh strong female characters. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. But you know, uh Raimi when she was there, the parts that Raimi was there, she was great. Oh She's, yeah. She is actually one of the, like probably one of the most like well executed female characters in in up to this point in JoJo, which is kind of unfortunate seeing as she's dead. But <laughs> yeah, she's already been fridged. <laughs> like she's a pre fridged female character, so there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> pre fridged out of the factory, ready to go for all your needs. <laughs> oh god. Oh boy. Um. Obviously, let's go eat. <laughs> let's go eat some Italian. Let's go eat an Italian. Let's go eat out an Italian is a Let's go eat out an Italian. Is a classic. Oh yeah, like it's it's great that that episode happens like uh in the first third of part 4 because like I think that's that gives you a taste of like oh god, this this show is going to go some places. Well, cuz that's like, like I've always been saying is that episodes like like that are like the heart and soul of part 4. Like, oh, yeah. the overarching plot with Kira and everything is awesome, but it wouldn't be, it would not be the same if it wasn't for that and Jenkin Boy and the earlier stuff and, like, everything. It, it all uh, expands Boiro as a place because oh, Part absolutely. 4 is, is not so much an adventure, like a, like a road trip adventure, as it is, like, just a, it's more, well, it's like it's a crazy, noisy, bizarre town. That's oh, what it is. That's almost like the song. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's a bizarre town, and there's a lot of weird shit happening. And the those uh, one-off episodes did a good job of showing that. And the best thing is that the uh, editorial hand of David Productions kept a lot of those as one-episode arcs. And, oh yeah, which is Just like getting them out. Yeah, because they are very important and very enjoyable. But if some of those got extended into two episodes, it would have been rough. <sighs> Like, can you imagine a two-part Actong baby? Like, <laughs> mm. But, as one episode, it was great, because he got some great Joey and Josuke moments, and like... Oh, it's, it's very funny seeing this this kid and his old dad. <laughs> <laughs> we got the last uh, appearance of Hermit Purple. <laughs> oh my god, we... Oh, rest in peace, Hermit Purple. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if that episode, if that was two parts, it, I would have been remembered as like, oh, when is this gonna end? But one parts, one part, just right. Yeah, and I want like the two part of Rohan uh, little arc when he's first introduced, very well executed. Like some of the most stylish, like indivi- individual like scenes, like when <laughs> when Josuke finally like gets up and like ready to beat the shit out of rohan and he's furious and he can't even see like (laughs) i i found like the original dewang for that it's like he's so mad he can't even see pictures it's (laughs) oh my god if if you've never read the original dewang scans like obviously don't go back and read the whole thing because that's like unnecessary yeah, at that's, this a, point. that's but, silly i mean if you haven't read the part four manga read it the the colored scans yeah it's and great the uh the invincible trio scans are excellent so like go do that but if you've already done that then go read the duangs like some yeah. of the duangs <laughs> yeah some of the duangs just fun 
Um, like it's how I originally like read it back when because Jack's just no... Jack's an oldie. I'm not even like so, I can't imagine being like an old JoJo's Bizarre Adventure like Western fan because it just seems like well it's just unreasonable it, that it probably di- they didn't probably really didn't exist <laughs> for other than like yeah. people that caught the part three volumes when they were coming out and people that had one of the few uh, DVD copies of the OVA. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um. And, and I think my my favorite episode of this entire season is still Let's Go Hunting. Just, I, like, everything with Kira is fantastic, but Let's Go Hunting is, like, the distillation of everything I like about Part 4. Not to it's... mention that, like, never forget, for, I, I forget what exactly happened, but this has by far the best animation and art direction in the entire For some run. reason. <laughs> I don't really know why, but... I remember when this came out, and I was like, why did the animation get better all of a sudden? Is this just how it's going to be? And no, it got went back to normal. Not to say the regular animation is bad, but Let's oh, Go Hunting great. looks incredible. Stunning. Yeah. Like, there, this is like, this is like movie there. or OVA quality animation going on. Like, where did that come from? Why that episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just going through the list, just seeing, seeing what's here um obviously like said episode 17 like established um the overarching plot because that's where rohan meets raimi and the whole ball gets rolling uh, with uh with kira and the first time we ever see him driving home in his car with the severed hand and uh just fantastic at like setting and atmosphere just setting him up as like the villain it's perfect Oh god, yeah. Well, the whole sheer heart attack arc was was like it just really just like you're in there. Like, let's go. Like <laughs> oh yeah. It kicks the whole thing into high gear. We get like some of the best action in this in the show up to that point, like with uh Jotaro and Koichi and Ka- being the first ones to encounter Kira was great. And mm. the reveal of how Kira gets away from them and like it basically sets the whole motion, sets the plot in motion for the second half of the series was great. The whole, mm-hmm. the way they tied in Cinderella and everything, fantastic. Yeah, speaking of that, remember that they moved Cinderella around. Like, the whole encounter between Fatty and Kira happens, and then Cinderella happens, and then the sheer heart attack happens. So it's really, like, kind of disconnected in the manga, but when you have Cinderella happening, like, right after, um, like, the Harvest fight, which, oh, fantastic. Oh, well, God, yeah, that was great. But, yeah, moving the Cinderella that happened a little earlier was, did, did so... Inspired. Yeah, it went, it was such a simple move, but it went so far to making the pacing of that entire section of the story, like, it, it changed it everything. Worked. It was, yeah. It yeah. Worked. It was like this is just like the the light editorial hand of David Productions just chopping away where they 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 have this like pinpoint accuracy of what needs to get fixed and moved around. Yeah, it's like Star Platinum just like surgically cutting out the bits that work and the bits that don't work. And that's why I'm gonna let everybody uh, talk as much shit about Part Five as they want while waiting for that anime to come out. But I <laughs> I have a good feeling that uh, D- David Productions is gonna do some. They're they're gonna put put that through the cutting room floor, and they're, oh, they're gonna yeah, do they're some gonna, good work. They're they're gonna 
and because it's a shorter like did we t- did we talk about this like part five is shorter than part four yeah like, so it'll probably like be a good chunk yeah it'll probably it was, be even less than 39 episodes um because it can either be 26 or 39 i don't think like half seasons exist so right. may, so they might be able to like let it breathe some and we might get like some uh uh more editorial hand like getting in there like kind of well yeah if they they make it 39 episodes they can like take some out some stuff out and add some new stuff in and just like really make it flow and if 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 anything was going to prove to me that they could do it it was it was this this series was just like wow they really just yeah Oh, and, man. and then the whole second half of the series with or we introduced a crow man and oh, crow we man. got all the whole new set of uh, stand users and it was just like Rest man in fucking pieces crow man oh dude crow man went out like a bitch oh yeah not quite as much of a bitch as his son but still <laughs> <laughs> um but oh yeah sheer heart attack being basically four parts while being like split into two like sub arcs was very cool oh yeah like, the first two where it's like Kira just wants to live quietly part one and two and then the sheer heart attack parts one and two like oh mm. oh because all of that was just so perfect because you're just it it, it kind of has two different effects on you if you have read it before if you've read the manga then you're just eagerly awaiting Kira to show up and then Kira showing up and then like the way all the things they did with him like Kira's voice actor and the soundtrack and everything it just was just perfect and Kira's theme was it was a, a very good um like taking his character and putting it into music there's probably oh, yeah. a word for that but i don't know it yeah and if you haven't read the manga before you're just kind of taking it back a little bit it's like you've been you've been watching this weird ass show for a while then all of a sudden it gets dark <laughs> yeah and that's the the third change cuz uh, as far as like an um opening because like the second opening was definitely like the weakest like because crazy noisy bizarre town was well very... crazy noisy bizarre town is going to be like a classic as far mm-hmm. as openings go you know you know speaking of that i gotta stop real quick because we forgot that i didn't even mention that at the end of the finale episode they played mm-hmm. a new version of great days which had which is featuring every artist that made a JoJo opening right, up to that point. Right. It's called the Units Ver, U N I T S Ver, and just look it up online because wow, that version of Great Days <laughs> might be my favorite JoJo song ever. It might finally eclipse the original. That really, yeah, that version. If you can, if you listen to it without the uh, episode happening, it's just like so good because it just starts out <laughs> with with freaking Tommy who did uh, Sonichino Sadame just, like, belting out those first words. And I was just like, oh, my God. Just gets you hyped. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, re- back to what we were talking about, the second opening. Um, I can't re- really remember it. I know, like, the visuals were cool, but the song The visuals kinda, like, were great, but the song was just, like, a lot of people liked it because song. it was just, like, super, like, mid-2000 shonen anime opener. and <laughs> sure like. was. And not really to say that it was a bad song. It just, like, yeah. it didn't really vibe with me the way the other openings do. It didn't really feel like a JoJo opening. Yeah, I, that's definitely fair. Um, but the third opening... Oh, yeah, but then Great Days came in and just, like... Whoo! Oh, my God. In uh, it to win it. Yeah. 
like that I'd probably say is the I'd probably say Great Days is is the best opening for part four. Uh yeah, Crazy Noise of Hard Town is still my favorite, but Great Days is uh animation and musically is probably the better the better opening. Yeah, that that's no question. But what Crazy Noise of Hard Town did though is that <laughs> it it let you knew what you were in for. <laughs> yeah, you were in for like a fun time and the you, all these wacky characters. Uh the second opening was like, oh, stuff is getting stuff is getting darker now. And then third the great days like, is just like, oh, but don't worry, they're gonna win. You're yeah. your heroes. This isn't a super serious story. Your heroes are gonna win. They're gonna beat the bad guy. <laughs> get ready, get ready. It's gonna yeah. be a fun time. Just sit back. <laughs> oh, it's it just really um, like the third, the, like the final third of Diamond is Unbreakable is very strong. Like it has um, like a slow start the beginning like ramps up and then the ending is such a like a powerful finish that it makes up for like the like little bits of like yeah slowness i think people the... a lot of people were uh up, like not really into the uh the crow man stand users like jenkin boy and all that <sighs> and like i think people will appreciate that better on a rewatch like i can understand if it's yeah, week, week to, week, to week and you're just like, uh, I just want to get back to the good stuff. Like, I get that. But mm-hmm. like, give it a rewatch one day. And I think you'll appreciate that better because that's some of my favorite parts of the whole series. And now I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this time to gush about highway star. My oh, favorite, star. my favorite, uh, little mini arc in all of part four. I love highway star. There's so it's very good. Let me count the ways that I love <laughs> highway star. One, best usage of crazy diamond in the whole part oh it's so creative yeah because it's it feels like crazy diamond was made for the highway star fight like the way he's like break he the way he breaks the walls to get through them and he destroys the bike so they can jump over the the baby in the stroller (laughs) and rebuild the bike uh one of the one of the best images yeah he he siphons the gas out of the car by punching a hole in it (laughs) Yeah, when he thinks like, oh, I just ran out of gas? No problem. I thought something was actually wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is all this, good. and like, oh, not to mention the the fact that the whole thing is set up with the uh, highway star of the stand being this weird, uh, weird footman just like cla- <laughs> slapping around on the ground. Uh, the, the slaps. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> just really gross. Kira, uh, Yorohan going inside the weird tunnel house and getting caught in his trap and getting his nutrients sucked. And this is where we get the, the the I refuse. Oh yeah, the, the iconic Rohan face. Yep. Oh I man, I, I always I, I forget how to I forget what the Japanese line is. It's like uh, something. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it because I'll, no, I'll sound no, like no. an idiot. But it's very important and mm-hmm. it's very good. And then. All this that I'm talking about is before we even get introduced to the stand user himself. And, and Yuya is Yuya F- Fungami, that was his name. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't remember it. We get to, we, when we finally see him after all the antics with Koichi having to fuck with the, the <laughs> with hospital the receptionist. And Josuke <sighs> riding the motorcycle up the stairs and then getting into the hospital room and finding shit, shithead fucking Yuya... 
a paraplegic in his hospital bed with his harem of uh, shitty teen girls in there with him. Like, <laughs> oh lord. And then like, then you can't even forget about the weirdest part of his stand power is that for whatever reason it made him smell good. Like he can he had, he had an increased sense of smell. He got a good <laughs> sniffer, which yeah. came, which came up again with Enigma Boy. Um, and don't forget, like, Highway Star Part 2 is half an episode, and then you just have Stray Cat. And, yeah. And, like, then you, then you have the full Stray Cat episode. That was the only part that was, like, a weird pacing thing. Yeah, I guess tell- they, I, I, the, the way I, like, rationalize that in my head is that they just kind of had it, like, the, the way they were changing the pacing and with the whole, like, 22-minute episode structure and everything, at some point there was going to be a weird cut like that. Yeah, it makes more sense in hindsight. Yeah, and that it was funny though because they went out of their way to like put the two be continued and have it pick right back up, <laughs> which was great. Yeah, they knew. <laughs> yeah, they were they which... were just like this just had this just is what it is. So like here you go. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, Highway Star is such a good little mini arc, very fast paced, yeah. and lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, and that it the we just mentioned it, but the the last like block, like in the manga. It was like uh, Enigma Boy, Cheap Trick, um, Superfly. Well, Superfly was first, but it doesn't matter. Um, and it was separate like chunks. Each one was like four chapters. Like once that once that arc was done, moving on to the next one and the next one. David Production, in their infinite wisdom, was like, "Hang on, why don't we make it all the same day?" Yep. And, oh, we got to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, and let's get weird with it. This and, was like the 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 most editorial work that David Pro did, mm-hmm. and it was weird at first, but in hindsight, brilliant. Yeah, I think it worked out really well. Like, I, I think it's fair if other people didn't like it. Well, this is another but, thing that I think I think uh, looks better on the rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because. Uh, so we had all three of these like stand users, like these one-off fights, combined together, like flowing into each other, that it felt like a natural passage of time. Like every episode would have like a timestamp um, showing like where we were on July fifteenth, and that flowed into bites the dust like really organically because the way bites the dust worked, like rewinding time. And like t- like the time of day being very important to the events that happen, um, just made it feel like the like the overarching plot had was like going on already. Like it was yeah, it it, it made it better because like Superfly is cool for, in in its own way, but sure. I I mean I feel like it's not a stretch to say that Enigma Boy and Cheap Trick aren't really the most memorable stand encounters. And no, like. And, and, Neither was Enigma in the manga, but in in here, like the effects they used made it super. Oh memorable. yeah, it, there's just the way they did it all made these like I guess lesser little mini arcs feel bigger and better than they actually are, which was real oh, good work. Yeah, like if they can work this magic in some of the parts of part five, like good on them. Cause oh god, they, here's the thing: what they could do with part five is they could literally just chop some of the stand encounters out. There's a few of them that they could literally just cut them, cut the whole thing out. I don't, I don't think we'll do that, but maybe they'll like. I'm not saying that he will do that. I'm saying they could, like they, they they could, 
but so, eh, we'll we'll see. I'm hoping for like an announcement in summer 2017 and either start airing like fall or winter 2017. That's what I hope for. Yeah. Cuz I I really don't want to wait that long. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long either. And like here's the thing is like obviously I already love part 5. They don't really got to do a whole lot to impress me. I just I want them to like really do work to it so that I, I guess I just want more people to be able to appreciate part five the way I do. Cause like, sure. I kind of appreciate part five in spite of its flaws. It's not so much that I think <laughs> the flaws are okay. I just know they're there and I just don't really care all that much. But if day sure. productions can do an adaptation of it with the same like grace that they did part four, I think people will see the good stuff in it that I see. That, that is very, that is well said. Oh, well thanks said. Jack. Because part five has some incredibly strong moments and it's, it's not, I don't want to say overlooked, but it's definitely underappreciated by people who like haven't just like read through it all the way, or maybe they like part three better. Well, it's got people that are just like, all right, uh, that was a great anime. Can't wait for part six. And I'm just like, come on, man. (laughs) And then part six is like. Let's turn everything you thought was going to happen on its head. Hurry. Oh, yeah. It's like you came to part six for... You came to this uh, comic for uh, Jolene and the and the funny stand monsters and all the base level stuff. And then you actually read it and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, some existential body horror. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just so funny, though, because if anything, like, Seal Ball Run seems tame compared to part six. I mean... A lot of bad stuff happens in uh, in Steel Ball Run because, like, any part that has a healer, uh, which is basically four through seven, um, means you can do some really bad stuff to your characters. Uh-huh. And uh, part six has all the body horror stuff. Part seven, um, because his art got really detailed there, like, every wound is rendered in... Uh, exquisite cross hatching <laughs> like oh so God. anyway we're going as usual we're going on a rant here but uh sure i think but... that pretty much sums up uh diamonds and wrinkle the animation and in less words it was amazing it was and... everything i wanted it to be and more like... yeah i couldn't expect anything more or less than what we got it was just perfect and uh i'm sad to see it go yeah what what are we gonna because t- i am not talking about stardust crusaders for an hour every week no i just we're, can't we're gonna figure something out and we'll, we'll talk about other stuff we'll like we'll dig up magic boy bt or something yeah we'll just we'll throw some new stuff there in the mix now that we have uh some more time to fill but we'll, we won't just waste the time we'll, we'll find no, something definitely neat. not but, and uh, thanks for sticking with us through our semi-incoherent ramblings about this anime show that we really liked. <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun. Like, every episode now is just, like, trumping the previous episode's numbers. Like, people are getting getting in there, listening either through, like, the RSS feed, like, we're on the iTunes, we're on the Google Play. Like, the people on the subreddit are very nice over there. Like, been real accepting of the continued posts every week like that could get annoying (laughs) to some people but haven't had any trouble or anybody uh saying a thing so i appreciate that yeah bless you guys thanks for uh thanks for giving us a platform to promote 
our nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to talk to us on Twitter. The main show account is at JoJo underscore cast. Like, direct anything you got towards there. Me and Andy are on there pretty regularly uh, with updates on the show or any any sort of thing. Any yep. sort of thing. And then, so, join us next week where we're jumping right back into Stardust Crusaders manga coverage. And then we're going to have some other kind of surprise for you at the end. We haven't figured yeah. it out yet. But it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be fun. So as always, guys, fun. thank you so much for listening to our show. We will see you next time. See y'all next week. Yeah.